0: Hello everyone, this is Bulla. I'm the founder and CEO of Clever Girl Finance and welcome to the Clever Girls Know Podcast. I pray that you and your families are well given the season that we're in and us trying to navigate this global pandemic. To be honest, I've gone through a wave of different emotions from feeling anxious and scared or worried about family members and just seeing, you know, the sad news. And I felt like the first couple of weeks of being you know, in quarantine, I was grieving for the world, for businesses, for, you know, just everything that was happening. And then after that, I started to realize that I needed to just get into a new normal and just continue to live life because that is what we have to do. And so I've kind of been in this space with the podcast where I had recorded a number of episodes prior to all of this happening. And then when this all happened, I kind of got into the space where I was like, well, do I want to share these episodes? Are they being sensitive to what's going on? And, you know, the truth is that financial wellness and improving your finances, adjusting your mindset, wanting to live a better life is always going to be relevant regardless of what is going on in the world. And so I'm going to be releasing the episodes that I had recorded. Prior to all this happening, and those episodes will be on the podcast over the next couple of weeks. So, my guest for today is Carla Andrews, and we talk about how to ditch fear and build courage. And Carla is basically giving us all the pep talk that we need for our lives and for our business. And initially, this conversation was meant to be focused on business, but as we proceeded to have the discussion, I realized that everything that Carla was saying applies to every aspect of. Of your life from your finances to your career to your relationships. So you will hear us or you'll hear my line of questioning go towards entrepreneurship. But if you don't have a business, this is still a very valuable episode. And I think that, you know, this is also an important episode because Side hustles, increasing your income, getting out of your comfort zone to pursue your dreams is something that a lot of people are thinking about given the season. They want to create options for themselves. And so Carla is going to encourage you and motivate you to go out and get what you really want for yourself. So a bit about Carla. Carla is an inspirepreneur and founder of the Inspirepreneur Academy. She's a consultant, author, and a professional coach who has served and impacted thousands of lives through educational programs, Workshop experiences and empowerment sessions. And as an advisor and mentor to leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners, Carla inspires and educates decision makers while successfully building a thriving business of her own that serves children, families, and women. She spent over 25 years studying and applying corporate business and entrepreneurship principles and learning the impact mindset and behaviors have in different settings. This led her to listening to her inner voice of embracing her innate resourcefulness to build the business of her dreams and also help others do the same. And so at Inspire Printer Academy, Carla teaches entrepreneurs how to begin their journey to get their small business off the ground and scale. So on this episode, we talked about how fear can set people on a path of misery and how it holds people back from taking action on pursuing their dreams and becoming successful in their lives and in their businesses. We talk about how to value yourself, embrace your flaws, develop courage and move forward in order to achieve your goals. We also talk about why we as women need to stop playing small and accepting what we're given and instead go after what we truly desire for ourselves. We discuss the importance of getting more comfortable with sharing our successes and accomplishments as women And also what it means to get clear on your goals and the things that you want to accomplish and so much more. We have a ton of things to talk about on this episode. And I know Carla personally, one of her sisters is my mentor and Carla is also like my sister. I've spoken at her events. I reach out to her when I need that pep talk and Carla is an amazing woman and I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. Before we dive in, however, if you are enjoying this podcast or you are new to the podcast and you haven't yet subscribed please subscribe. You can do that everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And also on the website, we have created a dedicated section to COVID-19 and this season where we're sharing positive money tips and updates as they happen in terms of things that can impact your finances and what you should be doing. So stop by clevergirlfinance.com and check out that dedicated section that we are updating very often. And as you may already know, all of our courses on Clevergirl Finance are free in this season. So all 30 plus courses that we have and our worksheets and our community, we would love for you to come on in and join us We've had about 12,000 women sign up so far and you know they are just having a great time with the courses and engaging in our community so we'd love for you to join us and if you know anyone that you think will benefit from improving their finances right now through one of our courses please share this free resource with them. And you can find our courses on clevergirlfinance.com. And then finally, I've been doing a lot more video in this season as it relates to just how I'm feeling and how I'm navigating this season and just specific money tips that people should be focused on when it comes to times of uncertainty or times of difficulty. So head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash clevergirlfinance. Okay, so let's get into this episode with Carla. Hey, Carla. Hey, how are you, Bola? I'm doing great. I am so excited to have you on the Clever Girls Know podcast to share your amazingness with this audience. I'm super excited to have you here.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for saying amazing. I'll give you the $20 later on, but that's another story.
0: (laughs) So to give you guys some context, Carla is like my big sister. Her sister is one of my mentors, and she's also a mentor, and she is just an incredible woman, incredible spirit, full of wisdom, and you guys are going to love this podcast episode, I already know. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you so, so much. I need everyone to meet you, so tell us who you are and what you do.
1: Well, of course, thank you for having me on the Clever Girl Finance. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so excited to be here with you, Bola. Because I know we've talked so much of you know, entrepreneurship, the mindset of just, just being great in the space that we are so we can grow ourselves, uh, of course, for our family and for our legacy. So I'm just excited to share this, this time with you. So uh, my name, of course, is uh, Carla Andrews. Um, I have a great passion helping entrepreneurs, leaders, and those who are looking to succeed, to succeed in life and business and career, and just do it without any apologies. And so I, I am a, I'm married with a, to a wonderful husband. Um, his name is Cedric. I have three beautiful children. And uh, we look forward to seeing each other because we spend good quality time with each other. And part of that came from us being in the entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurship world.
0: Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're kind of alluding to that, but I'd love for you to share some of your personal story and how did, I guess, your life experiences lead you to this place where you are so passionate about coaching other people about entrepreneurship. Like, What is your personal story that led you to this point?
1: Well, I came from a family of entrepreneurs. So from the time that I was a you know young girl, uh, saw my dad looking into you know building his family through entrepreneurship. And then my mom, who uh, was, was a registered nurse in Brooklyn, New York, and she moved we actually my parents are actually from Haiti. And they are, you know, just hard workers. And they realized that they wanted to do the extra income. And so they started doing things in the entrepreneur world, selling things. And from that point, you know, we, we picked up the bug in the family. Uh, I, and I truly looked at it as an opportunity to be able to gain freedom, to be able to be with my family, and then to grow, you know, grow our
0: business. Um, and so... Speaking of you know entrepreneurship, it's something that a lot of people want to do. Um, many people have tried it with successes, with failures. It's part of the journey. But when it comes to you know entrepreneurship, a lot of it is stepping outside of your comfort zone, and um, fear is one of the major things that holds people back from pursuing their dreams and becoming successful at their craft of being an entrepreneur. So. In your experience, and given the fact that you talk to so many, you're in this space where you've had success in your own businesses, and now you talk to so many other entrepreneurs who are starting out. Like, how does one deal with fear in business and on that journey? Fear, fear should get an award <laughs>
1: because you know that space between our ears, right? It should get that award for having that power, right, to literally set us on a path of misery, right, an hmm. imprisonment of our mind. Or it can lead us to a life of, of our wildest dreams where, you know, we're able to take, uh, take on our and believe in our creation and our imagination, our thoughts and our beliefs of being able to, that we're enough to build, you know, what God has intended for us through our resourcefulness. And so the fear comes in from what's coming from the outside, That noise could be from family, that noise could be from friends, that noise could be just from, you know, from from, from who you're around. And so it's so important to pay attention to that, be aware of that, really, that that fear can cause you to not be successful. So, you know, when it comes to fear, you are placed in a position where you are paralyzing you're paralyzed. You're, you're, you're not in the space of creating. You can't be fearful and create at the same time. It's, it's almost mm-hmm. uh, impossible. Um, yes, I could see where like if the fire is under you and you, you're trying to get up to meet to a deadline and some people say, oh, I work very well under pressure. That's a difference from that fear of, oh, I'm not enough. Uh, I don't think this is good enough. Or I started asking for permission. What do you think? Do you? And then, of course, what happened is for those who are looking to keep us safe, And I don't think so. You're not ready. So you hear all of those. those no voices, one in your family has done it. Exactly, right? So it comes to the point where you start believing that. And once you start believing that, those thoughts just keeps ringing over and over. And then you really start manifesting that. The lack of action from your thoughts come forth. And then you look back eight years and I actually asked this question to my to my coaching clients and I would usually ask them when they see that their success is coming forth. And I'm like, how long how long has it been that you've had this dream now that you're literally living that dream? How long did it take for you to manifest this dream? And, you know, most of them tell me around average has been eight years. Wow. The longest has been 13 years. Wow. So it, it shows that how it could be, it, it really can paralyze. Our thoughts can paralyze how we take action or how we don't take action. So it's very important to equip ourselves and be around, you know, great, the, the, you know, choose the people that you have around you. That's why I'm looking forward to the book that I'm writing. And part of it is going to be about relationships, about how you value yourself, you know, what, what you do, um, how you connect to your passion. And all of those are important because once you strengthen those aspects of your life, it the fear goes away. The, the Now you have the courage to move forth in what was intended for you to do anyway.
0: So you essentially replace fear with courage.
1: With courage, with action. Courageous action.
0: So what are some things that someone who's in that space where they're feeling afraid and what are some things that they can they can be doing to overcome this to start becoming more courageous?
1: When I think of fear because that that is an, always a, a, a big issue for many entrepreneurs a lot of people don't become an entrepreneur because of fear and so I usually share with them four the, the, the four letters f e a r the first one is Forget what others think about you, hmm. period. Usually, yep. they're trying to get somewhere themselves. <laughs> forget it. <laughs> just, just, you know, I'm not a person of profanity or anything, but forget them. But just move forth, right? Think of yourself first. That's the F. You're first. Become your first client. Become your first client. And it's not being selfish because I'm speaking to those who are givers. You know, we have those, who they, give up every, they give to a flaw. They're encouragers. They're inspirers. They, they love to help others. And then they forget about themselves. Yeah. So I tell them, be careful. Don't build a castle and you don't have the key to it. Because you're, you're taking care of the world. But how about your dreams? Take care of yourself. First, so you can take care of the world. Number two is embracing, right? Embracing those flaws. What are you afraid of? You're afraid to succeed, and you think that that big light is gonna shine upon those flaws, those imperfections. You're unique for a reason. Take those uniqueness, take those flaws, those imperfections, whatever how you see it. Most of the time, the world sees it as as you being beautiful and then use those as step stools to where you're going. And it's very important. Embracing really means forgiving yourself. Speak forgiveness within yourself. Be graceful for yourself with yourself. And then move forth because we're going to make mistakes. So I always lean I love the uh you know the Thomas Edison quote, you know how he built before he had the mm-hmm. light bulb, he tried it ten thousand times. Well, yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> fail. I never fail, Bola. I experiment. <laughs> I, even I love experience that. Experience or experience, right? Right? Experiment, and then I just embrace this experiment. I'm like, okay, I didn't, I didn't do too well this time, <laughs> and then I move forth. That's all it was. I detach myself from that experience, right? It's like I'm being in the lab. And then being able to embrace those those errors, quote, unquote, it's just a matter of me learning more so I know how not to do it again that the same way. And then A, of course, appreciate your gifts, your talents, your skills. Those are, you're enough. You're enough and pull away from the space of having to ask for approval. Mm-hmm. You have that vision. You might be out of all the 20 people around you have that vision. So how can you share that vision with someone and say, what do you think? The person doesn't, they don't see it. You know that it's going to work. You know that it's a hit. You know that it's jackpot. But we we find ourselves in the space where we end up playing small because now we have to try to see if everyone else understand what we see. You're mm-hmm. seeing it because it's your personal vision. It's your mm-hmm. gifting. So be careful of constantly asking for permission or for approval. And then, of course, respecting yourself. That's the R, right? Respecting yourself means your time. Every single thing that's on your calendar has to fight for it, to be on that calendar. Every single hour, adding value to not only others is great, but you have to add value to you. And by doing this, checking that calendar and making sure that you're doing things that are to, that serves your purpose of what it is that you're trying to do. And you know, that, I think that takes you to the to the another level.
0: Wow! And you know, Carla, every time I talk to you, you always give me so many things to think about. <laughs> And what, what a play on the word fear. Like, you know, take yourself out of that feeling of anxiousness and being afraid and look at it objectively and Mm -hmm. use it to your benefit. So there are some things that you said that I just wanted to highlight. And these are things that as women, we are very, very guilty of. And also, you know, everything you just talked about, I know we're talking about entrepreneurship, but this applies to life. This applies to your relationships. It applies to your finances. Yes. It applies to your career. This is not just about entrepreneurship, but you talked about, and this is something that we're very guilty of doing as women, talked about building castles that we don't have the key to. Hmm. And as women, we We do that so often. I see it all the time. Sometimes I even see it in myself where we just give and give and give to everybody, right? We give to our jobs, our spouses, our children, friends. And we think of ourselves last when it comes to our well-being, our mental health, our finances. It's that superwoman idea of superwoman that we do it all, but we're not, you know, we're doing it all at the expense of ourselves, and, and I'm, the that's the key. I'm word. So, glad so glad that you good. added that. Yeah, that's, that's, you know, and then the other thing that we do, you said playing small. Mm-hmm. Like I found myself playing small many times when I know that I have accomplished something. I know that there's something that I've done that is a freaking big deal, yes. but I try to minimize it because, oh, I don't want to offend that person. I don't want to make that person feel bad. I don't want to be able to think I'm being too big for my shoes. But men do this all the time. They toot their own horns. And when they do that, they get the opportunities that we don't get because we're playing small.
1: Yes. And, and being uh, my background being in engineering. I saw that a lot in the corporate world. And I remember one of my uh, bosses shared this with me. He says, isn't it interesting when a man does, you know, when he does uh, an accomplishment, when he accomplishes something he gets on the top of the mountain and yells it out he he shares what it is he's accomplished with the world with his with his team with his boss with his peers right with his with with those who are working for him what we do we look for someone to tap us and share with us you're doing a great job and sometimes that tap never happens mm-hmm. and then we get resentful or we feel that we are not heard or we're not understood or we're we're not seeing, but in and sometimes it's because we're not sharing our accomplishments ourselves. Yeah. It's not we see it as being boastful or, or you know bragging when in, and when really what it is is more just sharing with others what it is that you've done. And what you've accomplished for the sake of serving the purpose of whatever you're trying to accomplish, whatever that is, right? If you're looking yeah. to build a castle, uh, just letting you know, sir, I've just um, landed the foundation. Uh, uh, and also, it usually takes two years, but because I was in the building, it took three months. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, and then, thank you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we have to get more comfortable sharing, right? Because the word yeah. sharing feels better for us because if we say bragging or you know it, that we don't feel good about those words it doesn't sit well on upon us so share just share what it is that you've accomplished and watch the world move with you
0: yeah and you know i have as i've gone older i've i have to toot my own horn i have to yes. be proud of my accomplishments accomplishments and i talk about them now and before i would feel bad and you know people would judge me and some people will even Judge, oh, you know, she's arrogant. You know, some people will go as far as saying, yeah, you know, pushy yes. or things like that. But these, especially when I was in the workplace, when I was working, you know, especially in a male dominated space, there were so many instances that I played small. I had done something amazing at work. Mm-hmm. And then another person on my team, a guy, would take credit for it. Yes. And I got to a point where I was like, you know what, this cannot happen. I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you're the team lead. But guess what? I did that work. You can call me arrogant. You can call me bossy. You can call me a bitch, whatever you want to call me. But you're <laughs> not going to take credit for my work anymore. I had to. I had to get to that point where I even went up to a boss, a senior executive at the time. I was working in consulting. After months and months of letting this guy get away with taking credit, you know, and I was like, listen, I did the work. I don't care. You know, you can don't like it. If it makes it, if it, makes it seem any kind of way, that's great. But I have to let you know that I did that work. He didn't do it. Yes, and if it, I'm not going to be rewarded for it, then he should not. he should 100 percent not be rewarded for it either.
1: And <laughs> it's, it's, it's a matter of, you know, self-respect. It is sharing with others what what you've done it, it, it's not a it's not a false claim you've you've done it and so it's a matter to say to someone else you know whether it's your boss that because a lot of times they want you to tell them if not they how will they know what it is that you've know. accomplished they don't know and then so someone else comes in and they're uh quote unquote louder with their accomplishments and then they get promoted and then we're sitting at back at our desk and what ha- what just happened because it was, you were not in that space of, of, to be seen, right? And we live in a noisy world, whether it's in a corporate world, right? In the community it's noisy. So the only way to stand out is to rise above. I actually have a couple of clients and it's a confidence thing with her and working with her confidence to, And she's doing fantastic. I mean, phenomenal work, but, she has been trained, right? When we're young, be quiet. You're only to be seen, right? Not heard. Uh-huh. And then that <laughs> has gone to the next level. Just go ahead and smile. Be cute. Do you we know that no, with the hair bolt? Be cute, yes. Yeah. Sit on the living room chair, right? And then that takes on as your personality as you get older, period.
0: I know what's ridiculous about that is that there are actually women who propagate this ideology. I I sat across the table from a woman who was telling me maybe about 16 months ago, and she sat across the table from me and she was giving me feedback on how to be successful in my business. Number one, she told me, you know, when you're having meetings, especially if they're with guys, you don't want to wear your wedding rings because it makes them seem like you're too committed in your relationship and you may not have time to focus on your business. You don't want to talk about your children because it may seem like you have too much baggage. You know, you should make sure that you try to put on high heels and put on lipstick. So you seem Hmm. professional. And I, you know, initially I was leaning forward and then I had to sit back and cross my arms over my chest and be like, really, (laughs) is this woman out of her mind? (laughs) Like, are you crazy? Are you mad? You know, like, uh, what is this advice you're giving to me? <laughs> this it, was a it, woman, I, I, another I, woman.
1: I, I just couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I would be walking out that room. I apologize, Bola. Because,
0: another woman was giving and, me advice on scaling my business,
1: and I'm, I kid and you all, not. And I'm over here trying to ask my husband for a five carat. What so I'm doing something. With- <laughs> 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 no, it's uh, it's uh. We have to be in a position where we are able to stand upon. We, we're a hundred percent of ourselves and stand in our own truth. Not because we've, that, that places you in a space of because of you, I am, but Mm -hmm. where I come from is because of God, I am. Yep. And so he's given me gifts that I'm able to use to help serve those that are in need of that gifts. But if you put yourself where I feel that he has to give me this job, so I have to place, that's playing small to me. That's like playing small. And I I just can't, I can't do it. I apologize. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And that has never served me. Now it may be serving her, but for me that, you know, we all have different ways of, I guess, moving forth in life and moving forth in our careers and our businesses. Um, I was never, Find myself and to place myself in that position and to think that I would win. So I Mm -hmm. couldn't. I couldn't agree with that that philosophy.
0: Me neither. Yeah,
1: I'm huge with the word the self. Right, self love, self respect, self esteem, and and being an engineer in a male dominated world, if I did that, I'd be they'd eat me alive. (laughs) I had to. had to stand up for myself. If not, you get, you know, you'd be pushed all the way to the bottom of the barrel. It's, it's it's values. It's all about value. How how do you value yourself? And you know, you've heard of it. If if you can't, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Mm -hmm. So going through the exercise of understanding where you stand as a person, as a woman, as a mom, as a daughter, as a, as a, you know, a team um, player, as a boss? Where do you stand? And then building upon that, because until you value you, how can you expect anyone else to value you? It's not going to happen. Your level of how you're respected is going to be based on how you respect yourself, period. If you see yourself on a clearance rack, right, why would anyone else see you behind glass in a Gucci bag? No. Wow. Wow. Period. I always tell my my girls be Gucci. You know, like, <laughs> so, and they laugh. They, like, they know exactly what I'm talking about because you're worth to be placed behind a glass, right, with two guards next to it. Not on uh, on the uh, two two for ten dollar bag table clearance that everyone else just take their hand and rub through you. You know what I mean? You know when you go and you just see mm-hmm. a clearance table and just have stuff all over it. If Uh you treat yourself like you're a clearance, then everyone else treat you the same. That's deep, Carla. (laughs) So be Gucci. Put value upon yourself. Once you value upon, but that's mindset. All that comes back to being to understand that you are worth it. You are worth to believe in yourself, to say that if I start something small and if I stay consistent, focus on what it is that I need to do step by step, have a plan to follow that eventually I will see the fruit of my labor. Once I start doubting myself, having those fears kick in and have to feel that someone has to give me permission to succeed, you will continue in that imprisonment imprisonment of your mindset and be able to find yourself eight years later Stating, gosh, I should have started eight years later,
0: uh, ago. So ladies, if you're listening to this, you know, if you do not have a Carla in your life, you need to find her, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like women like Carla are the reason why I keep going because I have you to just Put me together, empower me, motivate me. Like, I'm just thinking so many things from what you have said. Um, and um, for those of you who've listened to the podcast for a while, you may have heard Barbara um, Littles, who is also Carla's friend slash sister, like bestie. My you know. sister. Um, yes. and she talked about circle of influence, and that's another episode that you want to listen to. So, women like Carla, women like Barbara, a woman that you need to have in your life, basically women to empower you and motivate you, and just like, you know, because we all go through like all kinds of things in our careers, in our businesses, in relationships. And sometimes we just need to be able to gain that perspective as to how to look at something, how to value ourselves better how to focus better so that we can keep moving and keep pursuing our success and not put it off because of how other people are making us feel or what we think we're incapable of doing. That's correct. And don't, so, don't emotionalize, strategize. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what, yes, drop, get out drop of the feelings.
1: mic. <laughs> get out of your feelings and keep going.
0: Cry through it, but get it done period. You'll be happy you've done it. So we've talked about emotions to a degree, talk about fear. Aside from those things, when it comes to entrepreneurship, career, etc., cetera, um, hard work is inevitable. <laughs> we have That's to correct. work for this stuff. Yes. But sometimes, you know, thinking about the amount of work ahead of you, can be extremely discouraging, right? So how does one develop that tenacity to power through the difficult situations, to put ourselves in the game, to commit to this hard work so that we can get to, we can get closer to the success that we're pursuing for ourselves?
1: Gosh, you sound like you're talking about my life
0: here. Or my life.
1: (laughs) Right? Get clear clarity, believe in that vision, clarify that vision, put a plan in place for that vision, write down the steps for that, for that vision, and then be able to go into a space of now implementing that strategy. Because once you implement that strategy, prepare to execute it. Because a lot of us, we have strategy plans in our back drawer but we don't execute it because the fears start kicking in. Vision, execute, but before that, strategy. I'll say it again. Vision, strategy, execution, period. Don't emotionalize, strategize. That's, that, that will move the needle in your business. You are worth it. You get up every single morning for someone else. But because you don't value yourself, you won't get up for yourself. And we have a lot of our entrepreneurs that once they do take the courage to take that first step, we will get up five in the morning to catch a bus, to catch a train, to catch the plane. Now I sound like a song. (laughs) To go on from there, get to work at six in the morning. But then when it comes to our business, we're still in bed, 10 a.m. Get up, be there, be at that desk. 6 a.m., have your strategy plan in place the night before, the week before, the quarter before. As I've always, if you see how I've shared, you know, the 90 days, put 90 day plans in place and then start implementing piece by piece. Stay present with your future. Stay present with your future. What do I mean? If you look in the past, you regret. If you look Uh in the future, you worry. If you stay in the present, you work with your gifting. Hmm. The future will take care of itself. Every time you start worrying, come back to today. What do I have to do today? What do I have to do today? Write it now. What, What exactly? Write it down. Let your eyes see what it is that you have to do for the day. And then before you know it, the whole month has gone by. But before, now you have the pen, you're scratching it off one at a time, and then you realize in those 20 days, 30 days, a lot has been accomplished. Now you're moving toward that future that you see in that vision.
0: Hmm. So, wow, Carla. So for those of you listening, I'm just going to act like Carla is not here right now and tell your story. <laughs> So I spoke, Carla had a conference for entrepreneurs in West Palm Beach, Florida. And like I said, her sister is one of my um, mentors. And so, you know, I I got to know Carla through her sister. And I remember before this conference, Carla was like, oh, yeah, you know, let's have a conversation about the conference and what we're going to talk about. And I was like, you know, Maureen, I'm going to talk to your sister. We'll have a great conversation about planning for the event. And Carla calls me. And within the first 25 seconds of, hi, Paula, nice to meet you, she was like, what is your vision for your life <laughs> you know and so just listening to you talk and you are serious about it you are so serious but what is, the thing i love about you is that when you are sharing these tips and advice like you're also challenging that person when you're asking those questions you're also challenging that person okay pause and think about what it is that you're trying to accomplish what it is that you want and I think being challenged especially in instances around entrepreneurship or improving your finances or making massive change is really important because sometimes that challenge right sometimes that probe those questions right when your mind is off all over the whole place bringing you back to that space where you're like, okay, think about what you want is really important in order for us to take the action. And so mm-hmm. Carla, you are amazing. Um, ladies, yeah. I hope you have your notebooks out and there's just so many things, <laughs> but I, the, I love that you talk about bringing it back to today. And when you were saying that, I was actually thinking about myself in current day, right? You know, And I think about if I think about the things I should have done, could have done, would have done in my business, then I start to feel bad. I start to mm-hmm. regret. But then I'm like, okay, I'll take the lessons, you know. But then instead of thinking about, okay, what can I do now? Then I'm already in the future. And they mm-hmm. start stressing out, okay, I, I've gotten all these lessons. <laughs> oh my God, you know, I can't do this. It's too much. And I'm like, what? I, you know, I have to bring it back to what you said. And what you always tell me is stop. Well, you have one hour to work what can you do in this one hour what can you do right now stop yes. killing yourself about 2025 yes focus on today yes so I love that
1: <laughs> no and, and because I, I was that worrier I was that futuristic person I I lived in the future you know you know Bob Molly's son has a song right tomorrow people, <laughs> where is your past that was me I was always in my tomorrow I was always in my tomorrow I became an engineer being in tomorrow. It's all good. (laughs) You know, know, looking at Star Trek. I'm a big star on trekking. But the thing was, you know, it brought me back to the space where I had to take action. So, of course, by having that futuristic vision, it gave me the fuel, that passion to say, I got to get this done. But what really helped me is planning it out, putting it on paper, so that when I started feeling overwhelmed, I still had my pen in my hand to go, no, nope, I haven't done that yet. I better get to it. And then because that mindset of ours can really get us going down a tunnel of despair. Uh-huh. And then we start being critical of ourselves. We're hearing our own voice. How are you talking to yourself? And <laughs> I would be talking to myself, Carla, you know, gosh, Carla, you need to do this. And Carla, you, you, let's do this. Let's go. Come on, let's go, girl. Come on, let's do this. We got this. And it's almost like almost being your own cheerleader. Hour by hour, day by day. And you will get it done. I promise you will get it done. Mm -hmm. That's how every single person on this planet, who ever accomplished anything, have gotten it done. It's not a miracle, you know, just drop on top of their head or they kicked it and they, you know, gave them a bunion. No, they (laughs) sat down, they worked it out. They struggled through it. They cried through it. But eventually, the end always ends with grace and forgiveness. And if you can do that on a daily basis, you'll be fine.
0: So Carla, one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past and often is getting clear on goals and the things that I want to accomplish. And so for someone who's listening to this, how do they get clear on their goals, their goals for their business, the, their goals for their careers. And you talked about that 90 day plan and approach to it, but mm-hmm. I'd love for you to elaborate a bit more as to how we can use that to get clear on our goals.
1: And like, you, you uh, I love the part when you mentioned, right. That, you, when you find yourself getting overwhelmed, you, you had to come back. Doing it in bite size. So there's one thing that plan it, plan it for the year. But how about if we break it into 90 days, into five-day challenges? Do a, a, a vision board. You know, those things really help you to accomplish more because now you're taking it down into a, a more, right, feasible portion of the whole goal or that whole vision. Because some of the visions, some of us have, I mean, they're so huge that just looking at the vision overwhelms us.
0: Yeah. They're mind blowing. They're mind I blown. blow my own mind all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't, you can't say, okay, I see this
1: thing that I want to accomplish in five years or three years. How about let's bring it down to 90 days, right? 60 days. Now, is, is 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 a better challenge for you, is, is a better uh way of saying, you know what, I can do this, I can, I can accomplish this, I can succeed at this. And then we need all the small successes to lead to the big successes.
0: 90 days. So taking those 90 days, breaking it down down to five day challenges. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense because I love the idea of vision boarding. I have like vision images on my phone and I've done vision boards in the past, but sometimes, you know, the whole idea of vision boarding overwhelms me because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to take these 10 different things I want to manifest and they're all so massive and I'm going to put them on these board on this board, and then I'm going to look at that board and be like, "Oh my God, these are all the things I can never do." Oh my God, it's going to take so much work. That future, future projections, all in 2030. And you know what? And it's like, oh my God, it's a lot, and
1: especially especially looking at it in that sense. But it could be a notepad with, with yeah. you know, when I do my vision um, bootcamp, it it we're doing it from on, on on the computer. We're doing it live on a computer through Zoom, right? And be able to just start going through certain parts, like certain steps, and then helping the person to really just take some time out of their busy world to allow to listen to what's coming down, right, mentally, imagining, being able to create that to be able to tap into the vision that they see. Sometimes we're so busy, we're running so much, we don't even have time to sit down to even write out the vision. So yep. it gives them a safe space to be able to just take some time out to write out the vision. And then from there, we plan plan it out.
0: And I also think that there's nothing wrong with vision boarding. Like I said, I do it, but I mm-hmm. think when you vision board and you have those big lofty goals, you also want to be able to give yourself perspective with the breakdown you want to be able to see the yes. breakdown so that when you walk by that big board and you see those big visions, you, you know, that there's always that small voice in your head that tells you, yeah, girl, you're right. Mm. It, it's always there. It's that little voice. And it may not even be in your head. It might be somebody else telling you this, but if you can just see, you can visualize the breakdown, right? The next five days, the next 90 days, the next 12 months, it makes that big lofty mind blowing vision more, more, feasible for you and less intimidating. Yes,
1: exactly. It's to be able to break it into smaller pieces. And and, and it's great. Yes, it's great great to have that board, but it definitely has to be in smaller chunks, right? And smaller portions. And so those 90 days I run for a year, uh, literally like the clock, you know, 90 days before the new years, uh, I have my next one starts in April. At the April first, right? Every ninety days, um, for the sake of giving a person a chance, because a lot of time we, we started January first, say, "Yay, I'm going to start this." All right, we haven't started. Okay, so let's start another ninety day, and then be able to at least capture some. Some every quarter, capture something that you're trying to accomplish.
0: Yeah, that that makes total sense, Carla. And you know, yeah, it's definitely, I think for, for those of you who are listening, you know, if you are in that space where you're setting big goals and you're feeling overwhelmed, I love Carla, your idea of that 90 day breakdown and then taking that 90 days and then doing like your weekly breakdown. And, you know, you don't even, don't even worry about the rest of the year, just focus Mm -hmm. on the next three months and what you can do. Mm -hmm. And that can make all the difference in, you know, how you feel about, the, the number of actions you need to take. Right. Yeah. And I think a lot of times we, we, we hear about goal setting and, you know, and um, planning and all these things, but a lot of times we're hearing it from people who have experience and they've spent years and a lot of time building up that self-discipline and that confidence and that, you know, all those things to the point where they can talk about goal setting in such a streamlined way that mm-hmm. for someone who's, beginning who is just trying to figure out how to make it work it can seem intimidating so like you said start small and that that can make a huge difference
1: start small and i'm uh, i'm sharing with people start start ugly right (laughs) (laughs) start but start you know you have to start to be great so you have to start so yes you see that big board on the wall with all the lofty goals but what happened is now, when you're sitting down with your notepad and you're breaking it down into right to different steps, it makes a difference. Okay, I can handle this. I can take care of this for three months and focus on this part of my business. But it's it's great to have the big imagination of the big vision. Of course, it's great because now you can really go backward. It's almost like reverse engineering, and then starting in that space of that vision, understanding your whole goal. Anyways, to get to the to that board. But if you yeah. don't have a plan, you now that's this is when the overwhelmness starts kicking in. You yeah. get overwhelmed. And then when you get overwhelmed, you 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 take you don't take an action. You freeze. And there goes the vision eight years later. Huh. Oh, unless someone else picks it up. That has happened, too. I've seen that happen.
0: Yep. It runs with it. So Carla, I want to shift it to you now. (laughs) This is my (laughs) second to last question. (laughs) And what is one piece of advice about entrepreneurship or even life that you would give your 21-year-old self? I would tell my 21-year-old self, girl,
1: stop worrying about all those people thinking about what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. Just keep focusing on your dreams. Keep your head down. Get it done. Move forth. Believe in yourself. Believe more in yourself. Believe in you. If, I mean, if there was one sentence, believe in you. Be proud of yourself. Be your biggest cheerleader. That's what I would tell my
0: 21-year-old self. I love it. I love it. That's, you know, so if you're 21, in your early 20s, right, this is advice. This is wisdom based on experience. And, you know, a lot of times we learn from our own mistakes. We have to, right? We have to make those mistakes. But a lot of mistakes and stress and heartache can be avoided by learning from the experience and the wisdom of others.
1: And, and Um, you know, another thing, too, I, I, I would say, Bola, on that. Whatever you're going to do, do it like boldly, do it, do it fully in, not half step, you know, half doing, you know, your, your journey. Like if you're going to become a doctor, go all in, right? If you, if you're going to open this business and you're selling earrings, do the best job you can, not halfway focusing on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. If you're going to fail, fail hard. That's, that's bottom line. Not, not, not go back and say, gosh, you know what, if I did try a little bit harder, I might've got a little bit more. You don't want that regret. You don't, you don't want regrets. So the best way to not have those regrets is do the hard, the best that you can at that time. And you will never have that regret.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, the way you think about regret also matters because somebody asked me, they said, well, it wasn't a question well, it was like a half question, half statement. And they said that, I don't know how you do what you do, putting yourself out there so much. Like I wouldn't be able to do it. They, that person wouldn't be able to do it. And what would you do if it doesn't work out is what they asked me after they made that statement. And I said, well, I will know that I have done my best, right. And I've tried to have an impact in helping women.
1: Mm -hmm. And I'll
0: know that Whatever it is I've done, or I'll hope that whatever it is I've done has opened the doors for other people to now take do what exactly. I couldn't do. But then I've given them an extra step or two steps on the staircase to that success. And so, if it doesn't work out, I've still succeeded because I helped other people. That's correct. You know. And so, in that instance, when when somebody fails at something, let's say my vision doesn't work out. As opposed to looking back in regrets, you know, my goal is to look, up, look back and say, I succeeded at this because of these reasons. It may, may not have been the full vision realized, but I, I got somewhere and I'm proud of that. You know, <laughs>
1: entrepreneurship is a journey. I, I, we, have to, we have to get away from this constant destination, destination. Yes, I get that you have a vision, but the vision can change along the way sometimes, right? You know, it may may be something of the vision, but not necessarily the same exact space. Think about Amazon. Amazon was a bookstore when it first started. He was selling books. Now Amazon sells everything. So the vision was a huge book, right? International bookstore per se online. And then of course, as life changes, that vision change, all right? That goal ended up changing. So focus on the journey. And if you're focusing on the journey, then that's where you're building a relationship, you're building yourself, you're building your family, you're building life. So you have more and more ways to get up in the morning and be inspired for the day versus, oh, I have to get to 2025. Enjoy mm-hmm. your day-to-day, be present. Be present with the person in front of you. Share something with that person that makes them smile. You know, give them a hug, check on someone, tell someone you love them, hug someone. Those are along the way as you're building a your business. It's, it's great to focus on the business, but also impact those around you as you're building a your business. And I think by you saying that, Bola, that's where I find myself focusing more on this second leg of my journey in entrepreneurship is to be able to make that impact, uh, yeah, I'm building a business, but I, I'm more enjoying speaking with you, speaking with Barbara, speaking with my friends, speaking, you know, supporting family along as as our, along along the work the the road of entrepreneurship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, so thank- connecting to the
0: people. Super super important, and I could stay here and talk to you all day, Carla. Oh, no. <laughs> Just so many things to talk about. There is
1: there, there. I mean, look.
0: This is why. This is why
1: it is so important for us to share with each other and learn from each other, and support each other. Yeah. Um. So it's it's uh, it's great to be able to be here with you and connect and just we're all learning from each other, right? We're all learning different ways to take this life, right? This journey called life, and make the best of it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, is being able to support, to be there for each other, and as we're growing, hopefully everyone around you are growing, right? So yeah, be in that space of your uh, as as John Maxwell mentioned, you're a river, not a reservoir. Give give yes, but not to a flaw, but still do give and help support each other, help others around around
0: with their goals too. Keep the keys to your castle. Keep the master key, the spare key. Yes,
1: keep the keys. Put because. your
0: California king in the master bedroom of that castle, and your guests can stay in all the other rooms.
1: And you, and you, know, you, know where, you know where I get that statement from all the time? You know where, where I, I find that yeah. all in place? No, tell me. Divorce woman. Mm. I hear many who would say, I help him build. And then someone else is in that high castle.
0: Yeah, I've, I've heard the stories. I've seen the stories. Watching it's my mom's story. friends. Oh no, yeah, hmm. that's so, a different conversation. That's a different conversation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but in, in reality, in entrepreneurship is the same. You can end up building an entrepreneurship cat type castle, right? And you don't get to enjoy it because you're tired. You're worn out, and or you have to give it up because you're you don't have any more capacity or you you ran out of of steam. So it's a great way to and I don't believe in the word balance per se, but uh you have to navigate this journey as an entrepreneur so that you can be there at the end to enjoy what you've built.
0: Absolutely so Carla before I let you go you have to tell me what your clever girl superpower is and you have so many <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say that I
1: am a creator i I am I am thankful that God has given me the ability to create out of nothing mm-hmm. to be able to help uh, create solutions when someone else might have not seen it I love that about me that I'm able to come up with ideas and I guess my imagination is uh, another level but we won't talk about that but uh, <laughs> to be able to, to solve problems whether it's in regards to people I'm able to identify gaps uh, in regards to people processes systems I'm a systems girl and put it all together at the end that the goal is let's make it work whether it's a person a process or a system that's my superpower
0: i love that so carla thank you so much for your time for your wisdom um i would love for you to share how the woman listening can keep in touch with you and learn more about what you have going on and I'll be sure to include all that information in the show notes as well.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity. Um, CarlaAndrews.com. Um, that's where I, I live online and I you know share different um, ideas, my blog, all my classes, um, my master classes, my boot camps. They're all in, within CarlaAndrews.com.
0: Awesome. And I'll put that link there um, in the show notes so you guys can go check out Carla on her space in the internet. So thank you so much, Carla. This, this means so much that you were able to make time to have this conversation with me and share your amazingness with oh the Clipper Girl Finance thank so audience. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I will receive that. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode with Carla and you're motivated and inspired to go after your goals. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and subscribe. You can subscribe everywhere you listen to your podcast episodes. And if you have loved this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave a review so that other amazing women just like you can find this podcast and be sure to check out the clever girl finance YouTube channel. I'll be back with a brand new episode soon. And in the meantime, please stay safe and please stay strong. I will talk to you guys soon.